Good afternoon, everyone. We are starting off today with our very first uh, podcast episode uh, here at Dubai Commerce City. We actually decided to create this uh, podcast to have the viewers know more about uh, the digital commerce and uh, more. So we are here uh, today uh, by our guest, uh, Rashid Al-Mulla. He's our uh, Senior Director of Marketing and Corporate Communications at Dubai Commerce City. Thanks for that. Uh, so today we're diving into uh, the future of digital commerce and discussing how this uh, evolving landscape uh, impacts businesses and what uh, unique opportunities does my commerce city have to offer. Uh, my first question is to you is how uh, advanced, how does advanced uh, technology transform uh, digital commerce and uh, why is it so important today? All right, so if I had to, uh, let's see put this question into, into perspective a little bit. So let's talk about the landscape a little bit. Yeah. Digital commerce in general, right? So it's, it's I think, a concept that's always evolving, still is evolving. And I think in recent years, there were two main, let's say, catalysts towards this advancement. Um, one of them, of course, being technology-related, and the other, I would say, the pandemic. That was another... That earlier. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, and the pandemic was, I think, a big catalyst towards uh, digital commerce, at least here in our So... Um, from a technological perspective, um, you know, there are a lot of technologies or new age technologies, I would call them, that are making their way into digital commerce. Yeah. One of them is augmented reality and virtual reality. I'm sure at least you've experienced one or either or of them. Of course. Um, lots of retailers are actually, you know, implementing these technologies into their operation, into their digital commerce operations as well. We see it every day. Exactly. I mean, um, even haptics, they're making their way through uh, into the world of digital commerce. And what this adds, if, if you want to put it in that way, is, um, you know, the immersive experience. Now, a lot of people criticize or used to criticize digital commerce as being, you know, a bit uh, unengaging. There's no involvement in it. It's less immersive than the actual physical experience. And to some extent, they are true. But then the positive of, of digital commerce is that, you know, it's very convenient. You can access it by, you know, uh, mobile, by website. It's a click of a button away. Yeah, so how can you... The started to change. Exactly. The mindset started to change. People, you know, people sometimes, they value convenience above everything else. So how can you beat convenience when what you're lacking is actually just being immersive or that physical interaction? So these technologies are trying to, in a way, mimic or I would say overshadow that, that deficiency that the uh, digital commerce used to have. And they're doing it in a very, I would say, tactical and tasteful way as well. Some of the applications that I've seen you know, with, especially when it comes to fashion, for example, uh, a lot of the retailers are actually allowing you now to upload your own photo and then try and see how each and every, uh, let's say, uh, a pattern would fit on you and how it would look on you. So that's, I think, again, yeah. there are small steps that, uh, you know, these uh, uh, entities are taking in that regard. However, I think as the years come by, you know, these technologies will be more advanced, more, more immersive as well. And I think, you know, the, uh, there'll be a fine line between the digital world and the uh, the physical world, if you want to put it that way. Now, regarding the pandemic, since we spoke about that as well, you know, it, it uh, catapulted things here regionally, at least in a very dramatic way. Um, in the past, we were playing, I would say, catch up with the rest of the world when it came to the adoption of digital commerce. There was some hesitation. There was a bit of a lack of awareness. There was some growth, but not, nowhere near the figures that we've seen post the pandemic and during the pandemic as well. We've seen double-digit growth, and the trend continues up to now. And, uh, you know, the sky is the limit, literally, when it comes to digital commerce, because this year alone, we've noticed as well uh, a huge surge in the amount of buyers online, uh, the amount of sellers online, 
marketplaces are booming at uh, you know a very fast fast pace as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't see that there would be a limit to that. That's really interesting. Um, now let's dive into Dubai Commerce's pivoted role uh, in shaping the digital commerce landscape. Uh, how do our infrastructures, uh, strategic locations, and uh, comprehensive services contribute to making the Dubai a hub for digital commerce? Sure. Just to take you uh, to take you a step back. So, uh, Dubai has realized now with the launch of D33. Yeah. The whole strategy is to have a digital economy, to have the focus on um, driving the digital economy to be a big contributor towards the city and the co- and the country as well, um, from an economical perspective, of course. Um, Dubai Commerce City was designed, was purpose-built to be a digital commerce hub here in Dubai and in the region. Uh, and when, when I say that, the key difference is you have a lot of real estate projects that were revamped uh, in order to accommodate digital commerce. With the Commerce City, it's it's not that case. You know, the it started that way. Yeah, it started that way. The infrastructure was built from the ground up to suit the operations of digital commerce companies, meaning uh, the technologies of the infrastructure, uh, the type of the infrastructure, even the way that the project was built, was built to suit digital commerce uh, entities and the industry as a whole. If you take the logistics cluster on its own, the warehouses were custom built to suit digital commerce operations. The entrances, the exits, the digital clearance uh, with Dubai Customs, that as well was taken into consideration. And at the moment, we are the only free zone that is um, or that has invested in its own blockchain infrastructure that is currently linked with the infrastructure at Dubai Customs. So that means that customers here can actually uh, uh, use this, uh, I would say, uh, blockchain with a pay-as-you-go model. Okay, they don't have cool. to invest. Sorry? That's really cool. Like, uh, this is a key idea. That's what oh, that's from E to Z. Food is definitely the word to use here. But, um, you know, the uh, the key thing is, uh, you know, blockchains and the infrastructure that comes with it, it's it's uh, quite a hefty cost. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the smaller companies, you know, the, the uh, let's say the medium-sized companies, a lot of them would be hesitant towards investing that amount into their own blockchain. So it kind of negates the benefit that Dubai Customs is offering here in the city. So we've taken the initiative, we've invested into our own infrastructure. And these companies, these entities can use it, utilize it, and pay as they go with their operations and as they scale up as well. And when we look at the... Sorry, I forgot to mention one other also important factor. So that's when it comes to our infrastructure. Location also plays an important role in the digital commerce. Oh, as yeah, you guys are close uh, to I mean, nowadays everybody is quite so when you go and hear stuff online, you're looking for, for people who can deliver it within the next hour, within the same day. Yeah. Usually that's your criteria where you're picking stuff on Amazon or Noon or whatever marketplace you're shopping on. Um, location is key because we can deliver or offer same day deliveries from our location. We're in the middle of the city. That's for domestic. Um, we offer last mile delivery services as well, uh, you know, as well as a full 360 degree ecosystem uh, that offers all the services you would need. Meaning you can uh, design your web portals, you can design your payment gateways, last mile delivery as I just mentioned. If you need any help with marketing, if you need any help in terms of business consultancy, you can do it from one spot. Uh, the other two factors will close to Dubai International Airport. So that means even international shipments can be fulfilled from the Commerce City. So another big advantage when it comes to digital commerce. And what about the impact of uh, the integration of um, marketing strategies and digital commerce in shaping the consumer experiences? 
Well, I mean, the question can go th- both ways. Is it consumer behavior that's changing the marketing strategies or are marketing strategies actually, you know, being being revamped as as uh, days go by? I would say it's, it's a combination of, of both elements. But again, if we talk about just digital commerce, then it's a bit of a different case. Now, it depends on the region. It depends on, I would say, the industry, the product you're trying to sell, and also your audience. Okay. Again, that would shape what your marketing strategy would be and how you would tailor it. But if we, if we take like a, a third person view, a really oversight here of what's to be done, or what's right or what's wrong in this age and time, I would say digital, of course, is key when it comes to, to accessing your customers. Again, it offers unparalleled reach. It's quite efficient and it's quite targeted, meaning I can reach the right audience, the right person with the right product that I want through digital channels quite effectively. And it's also cost effective at the same time. Uh, now, that does not mean that yeah. digital is the only thing that you should focus on. I would say diversity is always great when it comes it's to... Nice mix between it's a nice mix. Yes. It's an awesome mix, actually. You need to be diverse in your marketing strategies, meaning you have to focus on digital. But don't forget also some of the traditional channels. Yeah. Don't forget the physical events. Because, yes, digital, uh, let's say, platforms, webinars, uh, networking events online, those are great. However, physical will always be physical. You get to meet the person in person. And then, uh, you know, I think it kind of bridges the gap. Now, that doesn't mean that the other platforms literally don't work. They do work. However, based on my experience, at least at the moment, physical events would work much better than digital events. However, if you're doing advertising, it's a different case. I would say digital would trump anything that you would do on an international, sorry, on the, let's say, traditional case. Okay. It's, it's case to case. It depends on what you're trying to push to the market, what you're trying to sell as well. And it depends hiding on your audience. It depends who your audience is. If you're talking Gen Zs, it's a whole different strategy. Just listen to that. Exactly. I mean, if you're talking to yeah. if you're talking to people in their 50s and 60s, then it's a whole different strategy that you need to adopt as well. So you need to be dynamic. You need to, uh, you know, custom, custom make it and tailor it That's to suit your audience. Yeah. Now, Sometimes it's challenging because you could be serving a really wide uh, wide variance or or let's say um, you have a a huge product portfolio, for example. It's serving Gen Zs, it's serving millennials, Gen Ys, seniors, whatever it is. You can still tap into that through digital commerce. That's a tool that you can leverage. Uh, Sorry, not digital commerce, digital uh, marketing. Uh, You can leverage on that actually to, to target these different types of segments. So with all the changes that's happening, uh, when we take a look at the increasing prevalence of digital commerce, how uh, can traditional uh, businesses, I guess, transition successfully? Uh, transition, that's a strong word. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, we hear about digital transformation. That's another term that's being thrown out there a lot uh, recently. Um, I mean, to put it into simple terms, any entity that wishes to be robust and future-proof as well needs to be digitally transformed. Uh, digital transformation does not mean going into digital commerce or e-commerce. It's not that. It's it's actually a holistic approach when it comes and a holistic attitude as well. It's not it's not an IT thing. It's not cybersecurity. It's not the way that uh, whether you're using let's say advanced systems or not. It's a mentality. Like it's challenging for them to like actually change their world. It's it's quite challenging because even uh, even if you look at you know a lot of of uh, the big entities that are even within Dubai, you see a lot of them uh, advocating uh, or be, sorry being advocates yeah. of of uh, being digital and all that. 
But then when you get into the operations, the day-to-day operations, yeah. it's a kind of a different story because you see a lot of them still depending on traditional modes and models. Uh, when it comes to their, their, their when it comes uh, sorry to their daily operations, um, but you know, digital transformation is, I think, a skill set and attitude that every single person within an organization should adopt. Uh, it includes everything. It's a 360 overview of how an organization operates. From the way you access that building, from the way you access that uh, organization, to the way you interact with any, uh, you know, gate control systems, to the way that you log into your terminal, to the way, the way that you send documents, you save documents, uh, how you share documents with your uh, either internal parties or external parties, uh, as well as how you interact with your customer in the end. goes on and on. Dear. It goes on and on. And it's about being digitally savvy. It's about creating a positive impact on the environment as well. Um, but at the same time, it's also about being efficient and it's also about cost saving. It's it's uh, something that a lot of people overlook, to be honest. I mean, it's a given. It's a given sometimes when for people in the industry. But then when you look at, let's say, the um, uh, general population or the industries that are not really into the digital world, like they say, sometimes it's overlooked. And again, they get busy with their day-to-day tasks, their objectives and everything. And this is an important factor because... Um, you know, taking this into consideration, if you're digitally transformed, you're future-proof, you're pandemic-proof as well in case another pandemic hits. And it, it, it ensures that your business is sustainable into the coming years and it's sustainable in terms of growth uh, and as well as, you know, the, the let's see, the internal mindset of that organization. When regards to, like, if we're talking about mindset, there's a new terminology going around that's called uh, fidgeted. I don't know if you have heard of that term. It's it's becoming it's becoming popular. Yeah. Uh, where have you heard this? Um, around here and there. But if you can give a, a little bit of insight for the viewers to know more about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, as far as I know, uh, of course, digital is a combination of two words, really, digital and digital. They came up with digital. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. It's uh, the point. Um, but what it really is, I think uh, it's a combination of digital technologies with physical experiences, at least to my to my eyes. Uh, it's, I would say, a cool way uh, of implementing these digital technologies and having people adopt these digital technologies through traditional physical platforms. Some good examples on that uh, are some retail stores. I've visited some retail stores where they're actually, um, you know, manless. There's nobody there in the store. It's completely employee-free. However, they still have uh, some products. They still have showcases there. You can go, you can try the products. You can, uh, you know, see if it works or not. And then you can actually make the order there on the spot, either through a a sort of QR systems or QR code scanning systems. And then it automatically gets uh, like uh, coded into for like a last month delivery. Exactly. You can have it delivered, dispatched, and I think you can even collect it on the spot. So it's convenient as well for you, depending on if you're in the mood to carry shopping bags that day or not. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, other technologies, the ones we mentioned at the beginning, are also making their way into this digital platform because augmented reality, virtual reality, and haptics can all contribute towards, uh, you know, um, uh, enhancing these digital experiences. Uh, the cool thing about them is that they are applicable to most industries. They don't have to be retail. You can be a tech company. You can be someone into uh, consumer electronics, fashion, footwear, apparel. You know, it applies to all. Yeah. And I think it's it's a nice way of having people adopt digital commerce, especially, let's say, the uh, the people who are, who are lagging behind, the older generation maybe. 
but it's also a cool experience for the younger generation because they get to interact with uh, these new technologies, they get to adopt them, to know more about them. And I think it's also, again, going back towards, uh, you know, creating more immersiveness out of digital commerce. It goes back to our, our first question, actually. And the other thing, uh, it's also about, you know, efficiency. It's about cost saving. It's about efficiency in terms of operations and efficiency, efficiency in terms of time management for the consumer. It's a whole new experience. And uh, to be honest, it's, it's still quite novel. It's quite fresh. But it's, um, you know, the world is, is changing very drastically at the moment, especially when it comes to these aspects, when it comes to technologies like these as well. So who knows what the next five years will, will bring on, on the table in terms of digital experiences. And in terms of emerging technologies that could reshape the digital commerce, like uh, what's on the horizon? And how, could, uh, how should businesses uh, prepare for that uh, type of uh... sure I think I think businesses need to have to have an open mindset mm-hmm. that's number one you have to have an open mindset um, you can't be you know the devil's advocate when it comes to these technologies you need a devil, devil's advocate on the table however you have to have an open mind when it comes to these emerging technologies yeah and sometimes you know people are a bit hesitant they're a bit doubtful you can remember when when the first time you you tried on a virtual reality headset or an augmented reality headset you had that bit of hesitation. Is this going to work? Is it convenient? Is it safe? Uh, is it safe? Are people really going to use it? Um, is it going to increase my you sales? You be the first one to try it out. So you're just... Of course. But then again, you know, first movers always get the advantage. So um, again, maybe back in the time, augmented reality, virtual reality, the technologies were still not there. I, I remember the first virtual reality or augmented reality headset that I used. The resolution was horrible. I mean, you could still make out the picture, but the resolution was horrible. You needed uh, huge computing power to do it. Um, you know, the devices were all linked to uh, basically uh, PCs or computers. Yeah. And it wasn't convenient. Nowadays, they're portable. They go up to 2K resolution, um, yeah. Wi-Fi. You can use them anywhere. Uh, you know, it's open source, some of them at least. Uh, developers can develop, you know, certain apps, software for, uh, dedicated to each and every business. So that's changing as well at, at a very fast pace. Uh, they've made their way into, uh, uh, let's say, consumer electronics as well. So a lot of uh, gaming application exists nowadays for virtual reality. So people actually go up to like these new experiences where it's not like a normal uh, gaming center. It's actually uh, uh, more involving with these new emerging technologies with the VRs and the uh, augmented realities. Exactly. We've seen it everywhere. You know, it's even made gaming more immersive. Yeah. You know, the applications actually go on. So. Uh, people love to have experiences and experiences need to be immersive as well in order for them to be memorable. That's the only way that you can create that customer engagement. Um, these technologies are just amplify- or amplifiers, I would say, to that aspect specifically. Now, one really emerging technology that, again, people are hesitant about is haptics. So just so you know, haptics is basically the use of wearables. So gloves, for example, or jackets, or even pants that can actually mimic physical touch. So if we're talking about gaming applications, let's say you're wearing a haptic suit and you're playing a shooting game. And if you get shot at, you can literally feel bullets come, I mean, not at the same velocity, but you can feel at least something while you're doing, exactly, some sort of impact. And that also adds to the immersive experience of it. Now you can do, let's say if the technology advances, maybe you can even apply that to fashion where you can actually feel the product. You can feel the product, you can feel the material. And then that also adds to the immersive experience of it. Um, now, you take all of those into combination and you have something really out of this world. 
let's see, if, if five years down the line you could integrate augmented reality, virtual reality, and haptics into the shopping experience of digital commerce, I think, you know, physical stores would face a huge challenge when it comes to justifying their existence. And how does Dubai Commerce City, so for these types of stores or any type of business, how does Dubai Commerce City empower them uh, and help them to stay like competitive, I guess? Sure. I mean, if we talk about business in general, um, our role here is to support them, I would say, in two main uh, categories. Yeah. One is we have, uh, you know, the ecosystem of services that we talked about in the beginning. It's a 360 degree uh, uh, suite of services, meaning that literally we can take traditional business uh, from a brick and mortar type of store, for example, and we can integrate them into the world of digital commerce through uh, developing their web portals, designing their marketing strategies, their e-commerce marketing strategies, as well as building their, you know, uh, online portals, their payment gateways. If they need any consulting, if they need, they need you know, customized marketing strategies, we can help them with that. That's one aspect of it, which is, I would say, um, you know, the support aspect of it. So give them like a head start in like in this fast paced uh, digital world. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it takes, uh, you know, a lot of the guesswork out of the table for them, especially when it comes to international clients. So a lot of them are new to the region. And, you know, some of them have the misconception that, hey, if I did X strategy in, let's say, the UK, it's going to work in Dubai because that was successful. Yeah. It's going to be successful here as well. Not the case. You're dealing with, with you know, multiple nationalities, a whole different culture, different region, you know, uh, different mindsets. Um, the buying behavior is totally different as well. So we are here to help them in terms of navigating this, this economy here. Um, the other aspect that is actually, uh, I would say, it has more to do with our own um, uh, free zone here is that the, uh, the population, the ecosystem itself of companies that exist within the free zone is fostering growth, is fostering collaboration. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've had numerous cases where we interacted with our clients. We've worked on joint projects with our clients. Uh, we've had, you know, clients collaborate together. So it's literally an ecosystem. It's an ecosystem. I mean, literally the word mm -hmm. ecosystem, that's what we're trying to achieve here. Um, it's, it's beautiful because, you know, this platform offers these companies interaction opportunities, networking opportunities. Uh, they are able to identify uh, joint projects. They are able to identify and help each other if they have gaps. Um, you know, and the list goes on. Now, 50% of our customers, I would say, are into digital commerce. The other 50% are not even into digital commerce. They're actually, some of them are into support services, tech, IT, FMB, automotive, um, EVs, electronic vehicles, chauffeur services. But they pick this platform because it offers this, I would say, um, uh, collaborative nature. It's, it has a, a uh, you know, a growth attitude towards it. Uh, it's built uh, around collaboration. It's built around fostering uh, these connections with, with different companies. Yeah. You know, it's, it's unfortunate because you visit a lot of these, uh, I would say, uh, business locations or business parks. But you notice that everybody's working inside of, you know, even next door neighbors, if I can call them neighbors, or next door offices, don't even know what the other uh, entity is doing. Whereas here, we're trying to break the mold a little bit, trying to do things differently where we can, you know, number one, connect them a little bit more together and us being, you know, the, the mothership, you know, that's it. Exactly. We're enabling that in, in our free zone. And do you have uh, some advice for all these businesses out there that would like to make an, a lasting impact? A lasting impact? Mm -hmm. So a lasting impact is not something that can easily be done. Now, if you want to have a lasting impact, you need to be someone or an entity that's going to break the mold, that's going to do things differently. 
that's going to be transformative in that industry and is one that's willing to make changes, right? A lot of people, I would say, um, you know, whenever they, 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 go, they go to market, they would benchmark the best competitor in the market and they would say, well, I'll, I'm going to do X better than him or I'm going to sell the product cheaper than him or my product is going to have uh, a bit more features than his product. And this goes on. This applies to any industry, even if you're talking automotive, electronics, whatever it is. Yeah. But that's not breaking the mold. Breaking the mold is is when a company takes, you know, five, ten steps ahead of the competi- competition. That's breaking the mold. Producing something new. Exactly. Yeah. That's making a change. The first iPhone. The first Tesla. You know, that's breaking the mold. You're doing things differently. You're doing, you know, you're, you're breaking the whole consumer behavior. You're actually creating products for people that did not even know they needed them. What about Dubai Commerce City as a start? Well, we are trying to break the mode as well. It's not easy, to be honest. Um, but if I want to give an example about breaking the mold, in the beginning, at least, uh, we were focusing a lot on e-commerce yeah. when it came to, um, let's say, our objective, our agenda here in, in Dubai. Um, we still are. However, we noticed that you know e-commerce is becoming just one segment that we can tap into. We want to be broader than that. We want to be more than just e-commerce. Exactly. And I mean, you know, with e-commerce, with digital commerce, uh, our new coined phrase, digital commerce actually, uh, you know, is a phrase that we came up with. However, that phrase also makes sense. When you're talking about digital commerce, you're talking about e-commerce, but you're also including other technologies, other services, other support services that go into the world of digital commerce. Right, so it's it's a bigger ecosystem when you look at it. Uh, now, with that, we're also able to number one support more businesses, attract more foreign investment into Dubai, and we're also able to contribute to the economy at a greater scale here, compared to just focusing on one segment in the beginning of the project. And you know, going back to breaking the mold, it's quite uh, I would say um, uh, it takes guts to change your agenda a year down the line when the project just launched. But however, we identified that that was, you know, um, a step that we needed to take if we wanted to make a bigger impact when it came to 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 bike to um, Dubai Commerce City at least. Thank you very much, Mr. Rashid, for joining us today at our very first uh, podcast episode, and we would like to thank the viewers as well for tuning in, and we are looking forward for you to come back again. <laughs>